ready for some rambling bullshit? It's the No Class Podcast. With your host, Eddie. And Matt. Hey, how's it going? Make with the palaver. <laughs> I'm good. I'm great. Very bespoke of you. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> this is when we need a video podcast. No awkward silences, just awkward glances. Wistful longing looks. I know. Reunited and it feels so good. We just did one of these a week ago. I know, I know. Why are we doing one again so quick? I have no idea. I keep asking myself that. I'm sure they do, too. Hey, welcome to number 48, I think, as oh, we slowly crap. march towards number 50. Matt's just freaking throwing these things out here now. I know. Not I know. realizing that we'll get to number 50 and have nothing. Well, that's why. Nothing. What, no big shebangabang. long, big pause before 50 while we try to figure out what we want to do. This will hold them over until then, you know. And we're going to have to go to Roman numerals or something. Or, yeah, like, yeah, 48.1 or whatever, you know. All right, what would you like to lead out with, sir? Well, we always have to lead out by going long con, but I got nothing to say about it. I've always got something to say about the long con. Say it. Uh, we have a new game added today. Talking, and? Yeah, and I'm excited. It's Here's the thing is, I hope that we'll have that good, loyal fan base from 2019 that loved DCCMCC because people are putting in a lot of Goodman game derivative. There's Weird Frontiers, DCC, MCC. There's there's a lot of that. So just FYI. Was the one today DCC or MCC? or It, it was a funnel. And who's running it? Do you know? Kenneth Howell. Never heard of him. I know. He'll, the people are going to be howling for that one. Mm. That was painful, I know. So, but anyway. <laughs> mm. 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 We've got to go to video. <laughs> I thought I was looking at a uh, video setup thing today <clears throat> and an internet cam, whatever the hell you call it. I don't know. We would get busted for a crime today, though. Cause oh, I know. Yeah, well, yeah. You could see some of the things on the table. We we have incriminating evidence on the table that no one must know about. No one will ever know. This is our little secret. That's like, all right. All right. So, but, yeah, looking forward to the long con. Can't wait. And put a pin in it. Ditto. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. Books, comic books. Give it to them. Um, no books. Uh, wait. Wait. No books. Nope. Nope. I was going to start on the Mutant Dong. Mutant Dawn. But I haven't I haven't started that book yet. I've been busy in other things, which you'll see soon. All right. So we're not to the video games yet, but I've been playing video games. That's what I've been doing. So I got no pop culture stuff for you, really. You dirty dog. But Matt demanded we do a podcast. So I was insistent. I don't want to go kind of like we had our few episodes that were broken up where it's like, here's the pop culture stuff and here's the topic. So mm -hmm. last time we had a ton of pop culture. We did. And not much of a topic. And no today, real topic. I think we'll have and then today is more of a topic thing. So it's not intentional culture. to do it, but yeah. Matt's forcing it on us. Oh, good Lord. I forcing it down our throat. Scapegoating. And that's my MO. But anyway. It is. Um, so... <laughs> Oh. That brings us to TV. TV, TV dinners. Um, oh, don't even Which, say. Yeah, I swear. I swear. In the last 
probably 12 hours, I've had a constant running loop of different ZZ Top songs in my head. Well, okay, I'll tell you that one to tell you this one. Yeah. For the longest time, I had this metal church song going through my head. Mm-hmm. And it's all coincidence, perhaps. But mm-hmm. then they announced that the uh, lead singer had passed away, and he was mm-hmm. like 55, yeah. which I think you will say is not all that old. I'd like to think it's not. And then just recently, I had yesterday, this ZZ. Well, okay, I'm not okay, I'm not a big Slipknot fan, so that's not one that'll be like that was that song was going through my head, and then he died. Yeah, no. But, but then I had ZZ Top on my brains, mm-hmm. and I usually play some background music when we do some of our Osric games. Mm-hmm. So. That's what I had on for our Osri Graham is just I had the Spotify ZZ Top running. Wow, how ironic. And then the next day we hear about Dusty Hill, which is the bassist. Yeah. And he passed away, but I think he was 70, 72. 70, 71, 72. Yeah. I mean, those are those which are Which is that's years. a pretty good run. Me and that's my wife were talking run. about it and I was like she's like, "Yeah, 72 is not bad." And I'm like, "Yeah, and when you talk about it in rock star years." Yeah. The lifestyle they lead. So what's sad is when I got married, I was going to go see you and me. We're going yeah. to, you had agreed, signed off to go see ZZ Top. And I thought it was Dusty or one of the other guys. I think it was Billy, though. One of them fell right. and broke their hip yep. or something. Which that was six years ago. Yeah, something. Yeah. But so that fell to the wayside. And then there was a couple I know that were a couple couples that were talking about going to see ZZ Top in Vegas coming up in a few months and I was like, Hey, if you guys don't mind, I might go along. I've always wanted to see ZZ top in person. Well, that moment's gone. You well, know? you know, the planet of women is my favorite dystopian world. So there you go. That song, you fan of that song? Oh, I love everything about ZZ top. Everything. Yeah. Name one song. Viva Las Vegas. I love that one too. Yeah. Cause it's got Elvis in it, dude. Exactly. Yeah. It, you can't go wrong with Elvis. Y'all going to take me with you? Oh, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that's like uh, Hot, Blue, and Righteous. I love that one. Hot, Blue, and Righteous. That's good stuff. Anyway, rest in peace, Dusty, man. Anyway. All right, so that got us up to back to TV. TV. I have not watched any television. Let me make sure I'm not crazy. What did you watch, Telegraph? <laughs> I did, Telegraph. Well, okay, so what do you consider Netflix? That is TV, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Streaming. All right. Stream. So I was slapped so hard. I was prevented I was I was presented with a challenge by uh this dork across the table from me. He said, I dare you, I dare you to watch He Man, the new one. What is it? Masters of Reality or something? Masters of the Universe Revelations. Revelations. Okay. Um, so I was trying to kill Matt. Yeah, literally. Always is. Yes, that is true. The first episode was good. It was I enjoyed wonderful. it. I really, I, I seriously enjoyed it. And I began to watch the second one. And needless to say, I did not enjoy that nearly as much as the first one. And so I skipped about three or four deeper. And I will say, I enjoyed it all. No, no, no. I like that. In wherever I skipped to, Orko wasn't <sighs> a big comedy relief goober. Um, so I was really tickled about it. like they, he had his shiny moment where he faced down. Was that uh, uh a big shadow beast. Or, yeah, whatever the thing it was that, yeah. Oh, no, he was, that was. Was uh, it was actually Skeletor? But he had a deeper voice and he was gigantic. I think that's Scare Glow, the evil ghost of Skeletor. Okay. Which has been one of the things for a long time in the fandom where it's like, evil ghost of Skeletor. Does that mean it's his ghost or in what way is that possessive? Like, that's his ghost out of his body or that's mm-hmm. just a ghost that works for him? Yeah, I know. It's like weird. Yeah. 
But they had all that weird spinoff monster crap that was like, hey, let's change this figure up a little bit, and it's a different figure you have to collect, right? Yeah. But I, So what I'll say about it is I was tickled that Orko, because one thing as a kid, I don't know, I, that's where these comic people, they do these cartoons. I was Even as a kid, I got this. I didn't know one. Did anybody ever like the comedy relief that they feel? You got to have comedy relief in your cartoon for the kids. Snarf, snarf. Yeah. For I your Thundercats. Some, for Thundercats. Batman had Batmite when I was little. Oh my God. Do you remember? Do you ever remember Batmite? Back in 1962? Yeah, this was like in the 70s or whatever. Because I know the, the, like, what, the 90s one was a sexy Batman cartoon. That well, think one was about, noir uh, looking or whatever. Speaking of that, think about yeah. uh, the Flintstones. When they was it the Great Gazoo or the whatever? Great Gazoo, yeah. Which even the Great Gazoo was palatable, sort of as a comedy relief little goober. But that was one of those things. that's like we're getting towards the end of our run. We got to squeeze something crazy and in see, here. I like how for years people love Scooby. It was just fine, but in those latter years of what would have been the eighties, Scrappy Doo. And I love how when the show came out, guess who the villain was? Scrappy Doo. The movie, yeah, and I love that because it's like these these comic these cartoon. Animators that some Yahoo, they're always just, well, you got to have a little goofy comedy relief character. No, you don't. Even as a kid, I didn't like that crap. I hated Batmite. I hated Scrappy-Doo as a kid. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no. So I'm just saying, I'm just glad the Orca, who was always so obnoxious, got now, to, it was kind did of Did you redeemed. watch Master, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe as a... I was going to tell you, see, as a, I'm not as butthurt as everybody but I'm not invested either because I was past that age. I was like... Uh, early mid teens when it came so out. So did you watch it at Cause, all? Because we have an age. I don't know what the age difference here is. About thirty years. I know. So needless to say, um, yeah, I know. I never watched the first episode as a kid. You didn't watch one. Not one. Okay, so I'll say this: I freaking hated the show as a kid. Even as a kid, yeah. I wouldn't watch that baby but dribble. Yet, but yet you love the the figures. It's one of those weird things kind of like Godzilla that I like it more in concept. Yeah, the, and the comic books that came with the figures I've heard are pretty cool. Exactly. When He-Man first came out, he was a Conan knockoff. Yeah. And the very first mini comic that came with those very first figures was Barbarian He-Man, no Prince Adam, no Power of Grayskull. Mm-hmm. He's just a badass warrior mm-hmm. kicking this skeleton dude's butt. Yeah. In the ass. I don't know. His bony butt. And so, um, the mini comic stayed for that for a long time. And maybe, and this, I haven't looked it up. I could be completely wrong, but maybe a year later or even two years is when the comic or when the show, act, the cartoon actually started. Mm-hmm. And ugh, I oh, yeah. don't like the Prince Adam concept in general. Right. So this is the original show I'm pooping on right now. Right. And Kevin Smith, who was the, one of the main men behind the director of this new one mm-hmm. was like, I didn't like he-Man as a kid either. That was baby stuff. Mm-hmm. So you got somebody that didn't like it to start with. That wasn't a fan of it. So he wasn't invested. Yeah. So why would you pick someone who didn't have that love for it? You mm-hmm. know, but I'll come from it and go, I didn't like the show. So when they said yeah. it's a continuation of the show, I was like, eh. now, help me out. Cause I, I don't want to Google the timeline cause I'm lazy. Do but, it. Um, weren't, um, transformers, he-man, he-man was GI Joe. So He-Man was years before those other two, wasn't A couple he? of years. Because that was the thing. First I got into He-Man, mm-hmm. and then Optimus Prime came along, and mm-hmm. he didn't wear a pink outfit, so I was like, this is for me. There you go. Well, I remember... But really, that was more of a cool concept in my mind. It's like, you got two toys in one. Yeah. My eldest nephew... And the show was a lot better. Oh, yeah, just yeah. keep rambling over you. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I, I absolutely deserve that. But... Um, 
I, I think my eldest nephew was getting a little old when He-Man came along. He had all the toys, but I remember I came to see him. I was like, oh, you got this plastic sword and shit looks really cool. And oh, it's He-Man. I'm like, what's that? You know? And then my next eldest nephew, I think, was a little young because I remember buying Transformer toys for him, but yep. I don't think he really was interested. In, he was more into Rambo. You know, and G.I. Joe, I think, came out maybe a year or two before Transformers, but that was for the older kids. So and if it, I'd been a little bit older, I might have been into G.I. Joe. It's funny you G. That. Never was into Transformers. Went into He-Man. I was kind of into G.I. Joe. I didn't collect the figures. Did you watch the cartoon? But I watched the shit out of the cartoons. I ate them up. The G.I. Joe and Transformers cartoon were done by the same folks, uh-huh. and we they're almost the same show. Yeah, It's just like, is it Optimus Prime, or is it... Jeez, Duke. I can't even think of it now. Duke, Duke or Skydive. I'm trying to think who was above that after yeah. they came in with their next well, one, like weird, Flint. Because they had these different times where it's like, right now, the main two characters are going to be Duke and Lady Jane, or Skydive and Scarlet, or, you know. They wanted to highlight the toy. Yeah, exactly. So give them an episode, and they'll sell. And they did yeah. that a lot with the Transformers, too. Sure, sure. Like, this is the Beachcomber episode. Run out and buy Beachcomber, kids. Or this is the episode with all the Dinobots. Go get the Dinobots. Right, right. Oh, because yeah. those were, that was when we got exposed to commercials disguised as shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know. It worked like a charm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm still brainwashed. <laughs> but I swear, I love those G.I. Joe cartoons. Me and a bunch of my buddies love G.I. Joe was good, but yeah. really, really, it was very interchangeable. Yeah, but it was the same company. We talked about that, I think, before in the podcast. Same company that did G.I. Joe and the Transformers. And what else was it we, we found out? Like, they did this, too. What was yeah, I think it? it's like Marvel Sunbow that yeah, did those. right, right. So they did... Uh, I can't remember now, but this is why I go back and listen to the old podcast. Not that I just love the sound of my own voice, but he does. It's I try to, but but it's the stuff that we'll remember that we've forgotten. If that makes any sense, yeah, anyway. I'll give you that. But anyway, the, so those were good. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch He Man as a kid. I liked the original concept where he was mm-hmm. a barbarian, and really, we kind of talked about this a little bit online. And I said He Man and the Masters of the Universe was my first experience with over commercialization over merchandising where it's Mm -hmm. like this toy is a product go buy it but they really drove it into the ground in a hurry because it was like here's five all of them if you buy every single one that exists there's five of them and then there's 10 of them and then there's 20 and then 100 and you're like what the i knew it's so silly because a lot of times you could tell like this guy's mount is the same other guy's mouth. They just put some fuzz on it or, or a plastic saddle or something. and they But they want you to run out and buy one of the figures. You see what I'm doing? They're doing But here. I don't have a problem with that so much because, mm-hmm. I mean, Transformers did a ton of that too. Oh, yeah, sure. Like Starscream, now let's paint him in six different colors and he's six different guys. Go buy them all, kids. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with that. But what I had a problem with is some of the characterization that was just really, they started coming out with some of the dumbest things. They didn't put much thought into it. Well, it was, now anything can be a toy. Like they had, it would probably be somebody out there's favorite snout spout, which was the heroic elephant looking man. So he had a, the the typical like He-Man body. Mm -hmm. And then his head was an elephant's head Mm -hmm. with a big, long elephant snout Mm -hmm. that would shoot water. And I was like, all right, that just looks dumb. Yeah. And they hit a bunch of those dumb concepts in a hurry. Yeah. Well, who knows? That might, yeah, I, I don't know if I could say that without it being inappropriate, but anyway. Anyway, you never know what you can say anymore. You know? Anyway. Well, we can't say anything on this podcast. This yeah. is the podcast where we push the line now, right? I the know. episode where we push the line a little bit. Maybe. But that's what I was getting. But you thought we wouldn't have anything to talk about. 
No. Well, I knew we were talking about this, but the, it, this maybe even transcends the pop culture a little bit into what yeah. can you and can't you say. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's go back to it. You liked the first episode. I, I, I absolutely liked, enjoyed the first episode. Oh, spoilers ahead. Oh, okay. Probably. Maybe. I'm trying so not to. So the first, eh, even by now, you've probably, you've either been drawn in by the controversy where you're like, I've got to see what it's all about, or you're like, yeah. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah. So right. in the first 10 minutes or so, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. And then it just went down and down. it kept going. The, the cracks were beginning to appear. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to our buddy Bradley, mm-hmm. who does the theme when I remember to put the theme on this. Yeah. He's yeah. a big fan. He's too. He's a big fan. Yeah. But I saw, I was like, you should go and watch it just so me and you can discuss it kind of on the fan to fan level. Yeah. But yeah, I'm real curious about what he will think of it, where it's, where it started to fall apart for him. But in the first like 10 minutes or something, I was like, oh yeah, but. So would your mind be blown if he comes back and goes, I loved every second of it. I don't know. Cause it, it would, you can't even say if you love the eighties cartoon, you would love this. Or I, it necessarily. Cause I don't see where there's a lot of continuation where no, there's a lot not of. At all. This is, this is practically its own creation. But the original show was pretty much individual standalone episodes anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, how are you continuing that? Right, right. So coming into it, I was like, and then some of it was the internet rumors that I'd already heard that this was so far in the future and that mm-hmm. Skeletor had already been beaten down. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, that makes sense. That there was going to be some logical progression. Not that it was like, we picked up, it's like the next day, but 10 years later or something, yeah. that nothing had happened in the war. The war for eternity. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I will say, yeah, I mean, of course, it's got to be the He-Man who who does something stupid and careless and unleashes the blip lap or whatever. So, okay, you know. yeah, lots of spoilers coming up. Yeah. Faker is like my favorite freaking character mm-hmm. for bizarre reasons, but mm-hmm. that's the first He-Man that I had. I didn't get He-Man for a long time. Wow. So it's basically like having Bizarro Superman mm-hmm. and no Superman. So you're like, this is Superman now. Mm-hmm. That's how it was. So I always have a fondness for that character. Mm-hmm. He actually makes, I think that was his first cartoon appearance. Mm-hmm. But after all this time has passed, they're just going to let Skeletor walk in yeah. with a simple illusion. Mm-hmm. So when that happened, I was like, oh yeah, they're setting this up. They're going to be like, Skeletor, you punk. We've been doing this for 50 years now. We saw through that immediately. Mm-hmm. Then I would have been like, yay, you outsmarted them. Nope. They're tr- they're tricked by the simplest trick in the book. Chaotic, stupid, as you can, you know, can yeah, say, yeah, for yeah. like the paladin. Mm-hmm. And then they've been fighting for how long? Mm-hmm. 20 years, 10 years, something at this point. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that He-Man gets mad enough that he's going to go stab Skeletor. Run him through. Yeah. Nothing has ever happened until this time. So, I mean, that was out of character for me, well, even if it's the darker adult. Yeah, but that's it. There's a, finally, this is an adult cartoon. We can eviscerate people and crap. Woohoo, you know. Whatever. Well, if they'd said, you know, He-Man's been carving them up over the years. Yeah, okay, I can believe that a little bit, but still, I mean, even if you do the dark adult Superman series, mm. right, right, how no. much can you change Superman? Like, right. that 
what was the Man of Steel movie or whatever, mm-hmm. where he lets the people die. And mm-hmm. I'm talking out of my ass on this because I haven't mm-hmm. seen the movie. I'm just oh, wow. internet reacting. The one like that people the guy do. did those movies were there a darker tone Superman that last. I think series. that's Zack Snyder. Or something, that's his isn't name, it? Zack Snyder. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, uh, that kills Zod. I guess is what it is, right? Yeah, and it's also, all spoilers he all the basically time. Stands now. there and watches uh, his dad die, which isn't in the original comic book lore. And I'm like, why would he just stand there? I. I the movies, I enjoyed them to a certain degree because I like Superman as a character, and there was parts of it that were still, you got that that titillating off like Superman, but... It's oh. out of character for Superman to kill you. Uh-huh. It's out of character for He-Man to kill you. It's out of character for Optimus Prime to kill you. Right, right. For all those movies. Yeah. Give me your face. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, oh, I get yeah. that it's in a, a more adult series, but that was kind of lame to me. Yeah, they, they went off the ranch there, yeah. So there were some parts that I was like, yay, that's really cool. And then mm. there was parts where I was like, Ugh. yeah. Um, how did you, one of the first things though, that got me was the He-Man transformation sequence. Yeah. That was totally some, uh, Sailor Moon stuff or whatever. Well, it was kind of, is salacious the right word? Mm. I was like, I don't need to see He-Man's ass cheeks this much. Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely don't need to see Battle Cat's ass cheeks like that. Yeah. I was like, are they making a sex object of a cat now. Well, and the fact is there's always been that uh, running joke kind of of like this. What is it kind of, is there just me? But it seems a lot of people have tried to, I don't know, sort of what's, how do I say this? Short of, short say of, it on the podcast and lose all the listeners. Yeah, no, but just that they've tried to make He-Man. There's been a lot of jokes and memes and pictures where He-Man's doing some, Questionable, questionable things with other male characters in the 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 the, uh, the which Batman and Robin get that a lot now too. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, needless to say, I wonder if that was a player a joke off that or something. Maybe I don't know. Okay, another thing when we first I got like a wink, wink nod to that when we see Adam, uh-huh. which I never liked that character. Of course, I've not. always thought that was kind of dumb. Yeah, sure. Like you've got Clark Kent uh-huh. and Superman. Uh-huh. Okay, that makes sense. And then. He-Man's a real rip-off of that trope. Well, sure, because it's like they're never together, and they're like, wait, you both have a green cat that follows you around, and come on, you know. So, yeah. why is he the smallest character in the show, Prince Adam? Yeah, I know, he's got to be this weedy little effeminate he's looking. He's smaller than the villagers, like yeah. in the next episode where they're showing the villagers. It's like, any of these villagers would beat up Prince Adam. Mm. I, I don't like to say I'm a super fan nerd of He-Man, but... I've got to be pretty nerdy because I was thinking about this earlier. Like I wouldn't consider myself a super fan or anything like that. Like I like it, but I don't like it, like it, Mm. but it's like, how many of the mini comics did you read? I think I've read them all. How Mm. many actual He-Man comics have you gone out, sought out and read? (laughs) Have you read more than five? (laughs) Okay. You, you, how, how much of the original series Mm. did you see? A couple. But there's that 2000 show that I freaking love. Uh-huh. And I've watched all that and I own all those on DVD. I may have checked that out. And it's like, how many Castle Grayskulls do you own? Three. Once you hit a certain <laughs> point, you've got to go, okay. I am a fan. I'm Eddie and I'm a Masters of the Universe addict or something. Yeah. But it's not my it's not my most disfavorous thing, but I like it and I've kept up with it. Yeah, apparently. So, yeah, I, I'm deep into it. This didn't ruin my childhood. Because, like I said, I don't like the original show, so there wasn't any of that. But in a lot of comics and other things that they've done in the future, like 10 years down the road, Prince Adam almost doesn't need He-Man because he's become so much of a warrior. Mm -hmm. And he was, in the original cartoon, 
they're the same guy. Yeah, I mean, he, he he's was just as big as He-Man. Yeah, he's a big buff guy. But in the 2000 series, it's more like uh, Billy, what is it? That's uh, Captain... Billy Zane? No, Captain Marvel. Is that what it is? Shazam! Oh, that's... Uh, Billy yeah. Batson? Billy Batson, yeah. So it's kind of like that in the 2000 one, mm-hmm. where Prince Adam is a teenager, mm-hmm. and He-Man is a man. Big, full-grown man, yeah. But by the time Prince Adam grows up, when he becomes a man, mm-hmm. he's not the strongest man in the universe, but he's a great fighter. Mm-hmm. He's strong compared to, say, normal humans and such. Mm-hmm. He can hold his own. He could be a master of the universe by himself. He doesn't need He-Man as much. Wow. Whereas this Prince Adam, absolutely, it's 10 years later. I mean, in the original show, he looks, what, 35? Yeah. <laughs> So 10 years later, mm-hmm. he looks like he's 12. Yeah. Uh, he's never done anything good in his life. His dad freaking hates him. Yeah, I love that line early on where it's like, oh, look at uh, Man at Arms beaming at Tila. And he's like, that's apparently admiration. Maybe one day you'll know that you feminine little scumbag. Or you're just like, geez, you know, I mean, you know. But, yeah, it was bad. And it's yeah. like, I don't even like the character Prince Adam. And I feel bad for him. In yeah. 10 years, he should have. And I'm sure in the original cartoon, there were times when he saved the day. Yeah. In the 2000 ones, there was times where he couldn't turn into He-Man. But Prince Adam still finds a way, using his cunning, yeah. to save the day. And yeah. I mean, he's getting all that warrior experience just from having the battles, even if he's not the strongest guy around. Right, right. He's learned these techniques and so yeah. forth and so on, and yeah. he just gets completely pooped on. Yeah. And really, 10 years later... Everybody should know the secret. If you haven't learned the secret, blame yourself. Yeah. You're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it just sounds like Kevin Smith, I don't know, and his and company could have done a better job, it sounds like. But I know there's people out there that are just lauding it. They're just, oh, it's the best thing since sliced bread. Well, But you know what? To each their own, man. You know, This is the part that needs to be censored or needs to be cut out. Uh-oh. Is can you like things? Or can you dislike things anymore? Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like I don't like it. Why don't you like it? Because Prince Adam gets pooped on. All Mm. the characters. There's no real big developments in ten years. Some of the established stuff they just threw in the trash. Yeah. So, am I allowed to say it's a bad show now, or do I have to like it? A lot of things where it's like, if you don't like it, you're a grognard. You're or, the or, old man. Or you're a, or for this, people are saying that you're an ist. Yeah, if you don't like this, you're you're a you're a hater. You know, whatever. And and again, it's one of those things. No, you're absolutely allowed to like or dislike something as you please for your reasons. And for people to go, well, you need to validate your reasons. No, if you don't like, you don't like. If you do, you do. Yeah. You didn't like this show because you don't like strong female characters. Watch the original yeah. He Man. Tila was already no, a strong Tila character. Was, yeah, she she was, had her own story. Yeah, she right. saved the day. Yeah, no. Watch G.I. Joe with G. I. Joe Lady J and Scarlet yeah. and all that. And yeah, strong female characters that were Duke and 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 uh, uh, what Lady J were or was it Scarlet were were shoulder to shoulder, kicking ass and taking names. And Transformers. Yeah. You had R.C. in He-Man. You also had Shiro, which spun off of that. Yeah. So I was listening to a. So no, there's. I have no problem with strong female characters. But right. I just want to say this is bad. And yeah. if you watch the 2000 show, you'll see a strong Tila character yeah. done correctly. Yeah. You'll see a fantastic Prince Adam who's not strong, mm-hmm. but he can still accomplish things. He's not a complete and total 
waste of space. So I guess what we ha- we take issue with the way that it seems like people feel they have to write these characters. All right, this is where you we'll know. get taken off the air. Yeah, we're, we're going to have to edit the crap out of this. But, you know, that's where I take issue is, or is, is this a lack of creativity or why do we have to subsume, if I'm using the right word there, what's already a popular, you know, product or well, whatever? Well, what I'm saying is you can like this new He-Man or you can hate this new He-Man. Sure. I just want the right to be able to hate this new He-Man and not be a racist, a sexist, a hater, or any of well, that. I know you personally. You're not that person. So if you don't like it, you don't like it for, I think... I want to be able to dislike it on its own merits instead without of... Without you being questioned for why do you or... Exactly. Or, it's like, these cookies were baked by orphans. Oh, I don't like them. Well, you have to like them. Yeah. But no, you're absolutely... Like I said, you're entitled to your opinion. Absolutely. And you're, you're someone who's got a good... Um, I'm trying to think of the word. Yeah, like a, uh, yeah, a sense of direction. I'm looking for the the, the theme. Moral the compass. You have a good moral compass. I think that if you don't like it, that that's. I'm not saying it's unattainable uh, or to question your. You know, but yeah, no, by all means, you're allowed to like or dislike something. Anyone really is, but whatever. Okay. All right. If anyone is still listening. Yeah, I know. Check it out. Decide for yourself. Yeah. Yell at us. This might be the one time that we get a lot of feedback. Even if Hate you tell mail. us that we're jerkwads or you grognards or something, say something. But I was that. thinking about that earlier, too. I was like, maybe I was just born a grognard because I didn't like the original show. I was yeah. like, ugh. You don't like anything. We've established this. I like the original Transformers. And oh, I'm watching true. the new uh, Netflix Transformers series. Uh-huh. And it's been in three parts. And the first two are okay. So far, the third part is Kingdom, and I'm really enjoying that. Cool. And that's doing the Beast Wars, which I don't know if you're familiar with that at all. That's what came after the original generation Transformers, where the new Optimus Primal is a gorilla. Oh, wow. So they turned into beasts. The new Megatron is a T-Rex. Oh, cool. That's sexy. So there you go. There's some new stuff to check out with more strong female characters as well, because there's female Transformers. Fair enough. All right. So we're still in TV unless you have have nothing else to talk about on TV. Not oh, TV. actually, you do, don't you? I do. We had talked about you had seen a couple more episodes of Rick uh, and Morty. That's right. I did watch a few The hate more. is strong with this one. <laughs> no, I didn't say anything bad as I remember. No, I said this one. Oh, that one. That's yeah. where we need a video podcast. Well, that's what we talked about. You hate everything. But um, no, everything. Um, I watched, I guess, two and three, and... Yeah, the one where they kept killing all their clones and stuff. Yep. Not a big fan of that one. It was okay, but it's not nearly the mark of that first episode of the season. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to... They really set a precedent with that one, and then that one's me. Yeah, the first one was Mr... He's Mr... Can you remember the guy's name now, even? Oh, gosh. The one where he's doing all the... He controls the police. Yeah. So that one was good. Yeah. And then the second one, do you remember what that was even about? I thought I was about the, wasn't that the one with the clones? All the clones? Oh, was that the second one? I thought it so was. So have you seen the third one? Yes, I have. What's the third one? Is that 
Captain Planet, or is that the fourth yeah, yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's right. These are. It, I might have. I think I'm up to five. And again, that one. Was, okay, so I watched some excerpts of like behind the scenes with the writers or whatever. And then one guy, they were like, "Well, we really wanted to have more to get his heart broken, but yet we thought it'd be cool if at the same time he breaks someone else's heart and all that." And if you're like going, Ugh, "I just want some daffy sci-fi trope crazy stories," then yeah, I mean that's not your episode because they actually got into some feelings or whatever. Ooh la la. Did you catch? feelings off of it of course not but i'm just saying that i was like me again exactly there you yeah. go me yeah so what i'll say is i've seen way worse episodes i've seen way better episodes those are those are middling episodes but i don't regret watching them where i'll say sometimes i've regretted watching some things yeah i mean they were they were me not their best efforts i don't think they were swinging for the fences on those two so they came out of the gate with a really good one that first episode oh yeah and then it's an for me, I like the clone episode better than you, I think. But I didn't love it. Yeah. Whereas I think I might have liked Planetina a little better than you did. Maybe, but I really liked the beginning of it. I liked where they yeah. were going, and then I didn't like where it ended up. Right. But I like that they made fun of the kids who grown up, and they're totally shady little turds that are... I don't know if I'm, well, I'm giving too much away here, but they're basically... Spoilers. You've been warned. They're using Planetina for profit. You know, yeah, whatever. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. I really enjoyed that, that. I like that. And then for two is I love that she goes from being the sugar plum baby angel that okay plan is to where what you would never see in the kids' cartoon is she becomes an eco terrorist, which is hilarious to me. Okay, so spoilers, spoilers. Yeah. I love so that. then Morty breaks up with her for killing people. Uh huh. And how many people, people has Morty, Morty killed? killed himself? And watched his grandfather kill. Yeah. But I love these, like, you know. But yet, you will, Morty, though, that has those conflict of, um, of morality or whatever for himself for some of the remember the one episode where they they fly and they're both panning and wheezing and gasping and all wide eyed and all of a sudden he just clutches his face and starts bawling or whatever i mean so you're like i don't know what they just did but they were like we need a vacation on the beach planet or whatever you know but anyway i do like when they came in in that clone episode going back to that one and as soon as they walk in the one house uh and morty says uh Deuce ex machina or whatever. And he's going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't screw anything. Because <laughs> he's a teenage boy, you know. I mean, so Which they, plays into the next episode. So you can see there are some real zingers. Even when it's not a great episode, they're the brilliant writers. Dan Harmon and them, he's he's great. And there's some funny bits even on their less than best episodes. So it went off. The first one's really good. Yeah, the next really two is. were kind of, yeah, okay. Yeah. Fair to Midland. Yeah. And then... I haven't seen the fourth one yet. The fourth one is the sperm episode, and the fifth one is the turkey episode, which, again, I'm tempted to just turn off the podcast right now and get you to watch those two episodes so and you can I'm, come back and I'm go. I'm kind of intrigued, yeah, intrigued. So it, this season is definitely like, boom, we're up here. Oh. Okay, we're down here. Now it's like, oh, oh now wow. we're down here. Oh, that's They're definitely dropping off again. But I think they've got, what, 70 more episodes well, or something and, to do in their contract? And I will say, I remember thinking, God, I hate these two- and three-year pauses in between seasons. But I worried that when they said, all right, you know, we're done doing that to y'all here. You've given carte blanche. Here's the money. Make the episodes that they might have said, well, we don't, we've got the money up front. We don't have to up our game or keep a certain level of consistency. Because honestly, it seems like since they were given the green light, things have kind of went, is it just me? Am I being a grump or whatever here? But You don't like anything. You hate everything. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, but I, that's just my, I've kind of had that in the back of my mind. If I hadn't ever said that yet, that I wondered about once they cut them loose, you know. Anyway. All right. Uh, 
That would bring us to movies. Okay, movies. Got movies. So hilariously enough, I was going to watch that movie Conquest that came out in 1983 or four or whatever. But while I was trying to find it on like, because you know I'm a thrifty individual, I'm trying to find it for free on Tubi or Shout Factory or Ray Gun or wherever. I stumbled across a boy and his dog, which I had seen. What were they doing? Oh, you don't want to know. But anyway, but seriously, a boy and his dog, which I had seen back in the 80s, but originally came out in 1975. And I was like, man, I haven't seen that since I was a teenager. And I think when I in watched 1975? it. 1975? Ha ha. In, <laughs> in, 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 the, in the mid to late 80s. And, I, and probably I was under the influence of illicit substances when I watched it previously. So I was like, let's watch it again under some other substances. So anyway, I watched A Boy and His Dog, which starred a young Don Johnson. Maybe not his first movie, but one of the first. Because you got to figure, I was in kindergarten when O'Donnie Boy made this one. Um, and it was written by Harlan Ellison. It was a novella by okay. him, which he wrote it in 1969. Harlan Ellison, great writer. The film's storyline concerns a teenage boy, Vic, played by Don Johnson, and his telepathic dog, Blood, who work together as a team in order to survive in the dangerous post-apocalyptic wasteland. Um, so anyway, it, it was a, uh, it was an enjoyable movie, but it's definitely a B movie. I mean, not great. Is it dark or is it lighthearted? Oh, it's what are a, we getting in for here? Okay, this, this is a black comedy. A black comedy. And so... Um, I watched it on, I think it was on Tubi. One of those heard to watch it first. It was real grainy. I found it somewhere else with commercials, but not a lot. So it was and Tubi look, or not Tubi? Well, exactly. That is the question. Um, but the film was not commercially successful at the time of its release. But these days, on Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes, it rests around 6.5 to 6 out of 10, which is not bad. It's developed a cult following over the years and also inspired the video game series Fallout. On many levels, from underground communities or survivors to glowing mutants or having a dog companion, according to Jesse Heisen Heining, a developer of the game. Hmm. So, yeah, I'd always wondered about that. And then Harlan Ellison reportedly liked the movie, but he hated the last line of the movie by blood. That was not his writing. It was whoever did the script for it. He, he liked the movie, but he hated that last line they gave to the dog. And uh, so anyway, I guess we're too fast, too furious now, buddy. Yeah. Was that the last line? You don't have to give me the last line. <laughs> that was not it at all. But uh, what I'll say is I remember. I guess we're really a boy and his dog yeah. now. Bum, bum, bum. I, I'm really astonished that it gets such a good rating with critics because um, I would, you would never, in my mind, you would never see this movie made nowadays. You would never see it. If you did, it would be nothing like it is now. But anyway, you're having this a, is where we need a video podcast. Yeah, because he's having a hard time keeping his poop together over because here. Because I'm making up all the last lines for the movie. I know. And you, <laughs> Oopsie doodle, the apocalypse. <laughs> but anyway, um, what was it? Uh, but, but, but on August 6, 2013, Shout Factory released a film on DVD and Blu-ray. So you can either go buy it if you want, or you could probably find, like I said, on Raygun or Tubi. Or it might, I think you can watch it for a couple bucks with a Prime account. But it, it, honestly, I'll give it um, 3.5 mushroom clouds out of 5. Um, anyway, so that's that. And then also, also in movies, on this day, 40 years ago, Heavy Metal the Movie premiered. Now, it wow. didn't go into regular nationwide circulation for another week but it premiered that movie had such an impact on me and not just for my infatuation no. with boobies 
Um, it mm-hmm. was an anthology created by 70 animators from 14 different countries, guys who had worked on everything from Sylvester the Cat to J.R.R. Tolkien's Hobbits. The movie captured the absurdist, dadaist, surrealisticness of the mag's original art. A lot of the voice work was done by comedians from Canada's SCTV, mm-hmm. um, which I, I only know that because I, I have a good uh, ear for voices. If you listen, and not just like people like John Candy and John Lovett and um, some of the other guys, but who's the guy that was in like Ghostbusters, um, narrow, kind of a bigger nose glasses? Who, Harold Ramey? Yeah, Harold Ramis was, he also did voice work in that. Um, one of the little vignettes in there, B-17, the, is the first true horror story to be animated with all the savagery that makes great shockers. Will Eisner trained the artist Mike Plug. Plug. You, you're familiar with the name. He did a, a lot of the conceptualizations. His background as a former Marvel Comics Conan and Frankenstein artist lends great power to the 1950s EC Comics style terror tale. And you know the EC Comics, those, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, they visited an aviation museum, and one of the last few flyable B-17s was flown in order to record actual sound effects for wow. the plane. And on top of that, if, if you've never seen that movie, go see it. It's phenomenal. Um, it really had a great impact on me and my love of fantasy and and just a lot of neat stuff. Really great animation. And also there's amazing music in that. You've got Sammy Hagar, Blue Oyster Cult, Black Sabbath, Cheap Trick, Devo, and a number of other good uh, bands. It's a great movie, but is it an even greater soundtrack? That is oh, the eternal question. I own that soundtrack. Yeah, me too. And I think I wore out the cassette tape and then got it when uh, DVDs were. It's I mean, great CD. road trip music. Absolutely. We used to put it in the jam box and just rock out. So, no, it's a great soundtrack, great movie. And so that was something that had, because I have to laugh, if it came out in like on this day in 81, right, right 40 years ago, you figure by the time it came out on cable when I got to see it, because I couldn't see it in the movie theater, I would have been, what, 11 or some crap. So you got to figure it came out when I was thir- an impressionable 13-year-old sneaking to watch this late night on cable. And, man, I can remember, you get, used to get that little tiny book that came with HBO or something. And I, and it's this is when they would show it like 12, 1 o'clock in the morning. I would, like, set an alarm and wake up and sneak into the living room because that's the only TV in the house with cable and like turn this down really low, sit close to the set so I could watch this over and over and over again on HBO, man, you know. Did you see the South Park episode that they did? Oh, like yeah. Heavy Metal? That which, was really which good. Is, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Because Kenny, what a cat, pees in his face or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he has this, da 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 You <sighs> must bathe with my daughter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was laughing. I mean, oh, that's great, man. But anyway... Yeah, so see, we had something to talk about movies and stuff too. And I love some South Park. Oh yeah, love some South Park. Um, and when you know it's funny, I love their stuff they do that nobody else would get away with. How did yep. they get away with it? I, I was actually, strangely enough, watching something about that the other day while they're like, Interesting. how does uh, South Park avoid and, the and, cancel and, culture? Yeah, because they do. Because they're grandfathered in. Every, they have been so shocking for so long. Uh-huh. When they say something crazy, people just go, well, that's South Park. You that's, know, what do you expect? That, yeah, that's Matt and Trey. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, because they, I mean, when they, because the, what was it, Crip Fight thing. I remember even I went, oh, no, you didn't when they had that episode, you know. But it's isn't it great to have the outlet. Cartman can say these awful, awful things. That's that's their conduit to be awful through Eric Cartman. And you're just so used to him being such a little bastard, you know. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Well, I like 
there was an interview that they did where they're like, oh yeah, I'm Stan. And he, we always thought basically like he'd be Stan and I'm Kyle. But as time goes on, we actually found out we're both actually more Cartman. <laughs> so, <laughs> And there you go. But anyway, and you know, I love those guys for if no other reason, because they're, they're, they're at least, I think, which one is it? The, the blonde is kind of definitely a libertarian. So yeah. I know, I know. All right. Um, is that it for movies? That is it for movies. And it sounds like TV as well. Is that? Okay, so video games. Video games. So last time I mentioned I was having a little bit of nostalgia for WoW, and you made the most wonderfully awful face. But having done a little research, as I do on some things before jumping in or jumping back in, apparently right now, currently, it is a total shit show of microtransactions and pay to win. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? Staying away. You know, it's kind of like the old saying, like, you can never go back home or whatever. It's like, yeah, the, the moment is gone. A lot of people that are diehards that have stuck with that game for, what has it been out, 20 years now almost? They're done of it. People are just, either to have even that long or like, it's, this is not my wow anymore. Well, did you hear they're having their own sex scandal over there and everything right now, too? What? Boom, boom, boom. I'm not as read up on it as I should be, so I'll be besmirching some people. Mm-hmm. But is it Activision? That owns all those now? I think so. Yeah, yeah. But they had like the Cosby Suite. Oh, my. Video podcast time again. Uh-huh. But so, I mean, there was a lot of sexual harassment and worse. They were talking about one of the uh, female employees probably killed herself over a relationship she was having with her supervisor oh and basically forced to be having with her male supervisor. Oh, that's sick, dude. So yeah, it's, it's not good times in general. Oh, that's, that's awful. I wouldn't, this is going to be all with it. This was a video cast. I'm just making the most awful. That's terrible, man. That's awful. Hmm. So yeah, on that cheery note, anything else about video games? Yeah, gosh, no, but we need to bring the room back up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm still loving that Monster Hunter Two Wings of Rune. Cool. So I highly recommend that you check that out if you have a Switch. Uh fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Uh I now own Dark Alliance just because it was dirt cheap. Yeah. Uh I got it through Gamefly. Yeah, you said so it's quote unquote used. used. It went down to like twenty dollars. Wow. I had a five dollar coupon. Wow. A well, coupon. Yeah. So at fifteen dollars, why wouldn't you? I was like, why not? I mean you have nothing at fifteen dollars you didn't lose anything, even if no one ever even plays with you. It's like man. I could pretty much try to take it up and sell it probably. I, I'd make a profit. And get twenty right now. So yeah, I mean, so, yeah. So that's it for the pop culture. Absolutely. Unless you got anything else. Nope. I figure we can finally get to dun 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 No, nope, we can't because it's been 50 minutes already. Wow. So this, we don't have any pop culture entered. stuff to tell you. And then here we turned are. Turned into this. Yeah. Wow. You've ruined it, Matt. What happened for me? We can't talk 20 more minutes about the main topic? No. Okay, fair enough. So I will yeah. give you this. The 1E update for the oh. Osric crew. Yeah, yeah. They are in Castle Amber. And they are getting brutally beaten about the face and head. <laughs> I fear for their lives. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember. I think previously we had talked about that they had gone into the woods uh-huh. where they found some uh, killer trees is what they're considered in this. Uh-huh. And those killer trees lived up to their name. They took out the entire party except for the one fighter that's got like an AC minus one. Uh-huh. So he finally, at the end, with like four hit points, said, screw it, everybody's dead, I'm running. I'm out of here. So he got out of there and conveniently found some more people to party up with. 
So we go through all the steps and roll up henchmen. So how many thieves has this party had now? Four? We're getting there. Yeah. Wow. So I think that was the third thief to die. Yeah, so you'll have a fourth? So we're getting there. Yeah. So uh, the one fighter runs out, and he finds a whole party. We're like, okay, I gave him a one-level penalty for death. Mm-hmm. Death, where is thy sting? Yeah. One level. So they lost a level and they came back, but everybody got a henchman. Mm-hmm. So now we're running 10 characters. Old school, man. Safety in numbers. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, I can't give you the levels, but I can give you the bodies. Mm-hmm. Warm bodies. Push them out there. Yeah. Don't you want to open the door, Mr. Henchman? <laughs> so as you may or may not remember, the, what killed our last thief, I actually... No, you've had one da, da, die da, da, da. by poisonous one by snake. snake. Uh, one died during the tree encounters. Right. One died eating mushrooms, eating red mushrooms. wines and mushrooms. Yeah. So I said, since this is a new party. D- death by misadventure, for sure. Since this is a new party, mm-hmm. you can all go and enjoy the dinner again if you're so inclined. These are new characters. And I said, you even got the fighter for what he can remember to go like, eat this, don't eat that. Because there's a lot of beneficial stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if you remember, eat this and don't eat that. Yeah. Well, they didn't. So we had, I want to say three between PCs and characters that might have died in that. (laughs) And the very last thing that they give you, spoiler alert, the very last thing that they give you is a fine brandy. A figgy pudding (laughs) is a fine brandy. Mm. Well, if you don't make that brand, if you don't save on that brandy, Uh you die. Wow. So again, there is a love old school poison. It's not like, oh, there's poison chafe my hiney. You save or die. That's boys old school poisons. So again, I think that's where we lost a thief yet again. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So we may even be beyond that because he had... I remember there was snake, and then I'm missing one in the middle, mm. and then there was yes. Bruce. That was almost the most recent one, uh-huh. and then just because I like to put on a little background music, I had on the ELO Spotify or something. That song uh-huh. Bruce came. Don't uh-huh. bring me down. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce. While Bruce died. Oh wow! It was like how ironic. How and then. Ironic, yeah. So I said, are you going to name the next character Brandy? Brandy. (laughs) And I was like, do you want me to put that song on for you? (laughs) And they died drinking Brandy. So there you go. So then they went through there. Brandy, you're a fine rogue. They retrieved the new party, went and retrieved the stuff from the old party. Uh Since they knew there were killer trees there, they really just beat them with ranged attacks out of hand. It was like, we don't even have to do this combat now. You understand how to do it. Yeah. So we move along, and they get into the forest where there's this wild hunt. The wild hunt. Where they had two saber tooths, two dire wolves, Ouch. all of them being ridden. There was a goat man riding an elk. Oh, my. And I was like, the creatures are much worse than the riders. Mm-hmm. So you think, oh, let's take out the rider first. Mm-mm. In that case... And I kept making the morale rolls to see if the creatures would just get out of here. Of course not. They want to stick around. So the saber tooth is getting three attacks per round for, I think, a D8, a D8, and what, two D8? 
Good. So these are third level characters. Oh yeah. Ouch. So it was slice and dice time. So between all of that, out of the 10 characters that we started the day with, Mm -hmm. we're down to five. (laughs) Old school. So it was like, Mm -hmm. I think I'll start coming with another character. It's like, yep. But the thing is, you'll get faster at making them. But that's what I love about old school. You can whip out a character in five minutes. Yeah, you get faster. And this is how you got that good at it. Because, yeah, old school was brutal, man. But I was like, did did we die this much, too? We did until we learned. But that's the thing. Until you learn. You get quickly. Use tactics. Battered into shape. Yeah. But And I'm not saying that that necessarily is more fun. Yeah. Sometimes it's more Some fun to just might, be able to go. Wee. I want to just kick indoors and just and that's more fun. Okay, if that's your fun, go for. It. I'm not to each their own, but I miss it and loved old school where it really was more sometimes about the player than the character. You know. But for now, You're they swans. are dying in droves, but they're still coming back to the table. Well, that's so. great. Well, you run a great game. It means dog. something. Yeah. So. And as soon as Bradley gets tired of Osric, we can stop punishing ourselves. Hey, I've I, had enough of this. I, death. I want, I'm jelly. Oh, by the way, did uh, did. Uh, did G-Man make it to the game? He couldn't. This time he had to work, but maybe on the yeah. next one. Maybe yeah, yeah. on the next one. Yeah, well, you know, this paid for y'all's barbecue today. Yeah. No, it didn't. Oh, well, it would have if you hadn't have offered me money. Yeah, I should yeah. get a refund. If I'm letting you know, yeah, this is basically I was going to pay for it with blood money, you know, or plasma money. Uh-huh. But anyway, I know. So, right. yeah, after that, definitely don't have room to talk about our main topic now. Yeah. You've, you've let the people down, man. They wouldn't know what the main topic was. Nah, they don't care. They don't really care. All right. Do you want to do? Do you want to go into the main topic? It's up to you, man. Go ahead. All right. I'm a spent force now, though. All my buzz is wearing off. Wow. That line of coke. I hear you. Okay, so we're going to talk about Barbarians of the Ruined Earth by Mike Evans. What? Us talk about Barbarians? I know. Of the Ruined I know. Earth? If we do, if it's, we don't have the love affair with Mike Evans and his stuff, because Hubris and definitely Barbarians, we're we're big fans. Definitely me for Hubris. Um, cause then you get a figure, honestly, that's talk about love who buys copies of someone's game in bulk to turn around and sell. That's love right there. We're kind of badass. Yeah. And so we've already sold something like 15 copies or something. Video podcast. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and we're going to sell probably another 10, 15. I mean, yeah. So, but that being said, pros and cons. Start with pros. Or we want to start with cons. Huh? Exactly. Huh? Well, we were going to discuss the game and what capacity. What's our uh, Oh, I thought we were going to discuss the differences between how you run it and how I run it. We could do that. Absolutely. But do you just want to do a straight up, like, what's a pro of barbarians? Okay. A pro is it's extremely simple to learn. Very good. Which if you were going to introduce somebody to an RPG. Mm-hmm. This could very well be it. Just it's that simple. Oh yeah, I'd said easy to. I said old school feel, simplicity to learn and play and to teach it. Um, but then if you're like you know you could layer in more the crunch by layering in some black hack rules from other products because it's it's based off black hack. Um, it's easy to house rule on the fly again, old school. So those those you'd agree with all those, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then cons. It's minimalist, you know, based off black hack. So if that's not your thing, you might not be the biggest fan. But again, you can layer in more crunch. Um, I, and I will say, I wonder how much Mike play tested this. Um, class balance is very poor. 
Um, some rules are a bit nebulous. What? Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to house rule some stuff for sure. But that's what? old school. I will mention some monsters reference spells that aren't even in the game. So, so what do you do for that? Well, exactly. You're going to have to house rule. You know, you're going to have. So do you just create a spell? It, do, it doesn't say it's like this monster cast fireball. Well, well if you remember. On okay, more, what is a fireball I, in yeah, Barbarians? I was going to say on in more than one occasion, I've had y'all fight. The thing in the the back that's kind of like part death priest, part uh, part sorcerer, and it references certain spells aren't in the a game. Warlock, yeah, all right, warlock. And so, needless to say, I looked at some of the spells or something that mentioned certain spells it had. Well, you could tell he probably meant magic missile. Okay, let me go find the thing that's like a magic missile. Ta da! I mean, it's not rocket surgery, but I'm just trying to say as far as like, well, it doesn't the game doesn't have magic missile? Exactly, but it's got something similar. I, I seem to remember the casting out of the sorcerer's staff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, and it's that's what I'm getting at. When like I'm, I really, I know that Mike released the PDF almost immediately to people that kickstarted it, and I wish if I could go back, we would have sat down and played played it, and yeah. we could have submitted some stuff like, "Hey, Mike, you need to fix this. You need to fix that. Hey, could you kind of quantify this rule a little more?" Da, 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 but da, now da. you're getting into the topic I wanted to talk about. Yeah, I am. So let's hit it. So the con here, because you hate everything. You have to hate everything. I know. Now. I hate everything. You're I'm that so guy. Hateful. I'm hateful. Full of hate. Full of hate. This game is broken. Absolutely. But, but we why love not? It. We love it. Why? Why not have a broken game? Yeah, you can. You, you, we do. <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah. good good chat. Yeah. Cuz we got to figure we'll we'll pick on Gary a little bit here. Is Gary who is is Gary. more worried about Gary Hopkins about more worried about game Gary balance. H. Yeah, but privacy, please. I said Gary H. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> but um but he's he's more worried about game balance or whatever and I'm not that he's worried. He's the crunch about, guy. Yeah, he's a crunch guy too. He, you are the fulcrum between us or whatever you want to say. Oh, I'm yeah. definitely on the rules light. It's like, why do we even need a rule? Let's just play a game. Exactly, yeah. He's more of the, I need all of the rules. I want an encyclopedia, you know. I want that rule detailed over the course of a page and a half in black and white. No wiggle room, whatever. But I will say, he's the guy that if you leave him some wiggle room, out of the three of us, think he's going to abuse it probably yep. the most. But which maybe is hilarious. he understands that too. That's why like he, if there, if it wasn't all written down, I would destroy this. So I don't want to give a player that option. Yeah, which that's not a dig. I love Gary, yep. and he's yep. a great player, wonderful game master. But but maybe because he can see through well, he all of it, he has the creativity of it. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's a shrewd mind. So maybe he's overestimating everybody else. Like everybody would break this just like me. I can read this and break it. So I, you need a million rules. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. There's something people. Some people just want things more codified. They want to be able to go here. It is in the black and white. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. And I think some people. I want to get this. We we part of their their gaming culture. They're people of. I'm not gonna try to stereotype gamers. Do it. No, I'm not. But I'm Do just it. saying. But I know that there's some game master that don't want to have to get into some sort of a fight. And if the rules are very strongly codified, you don't have to worry about that one player who's abusing some rule, and you have to pull them aside and have that uncomfortable conversation. Listen, you're really pooping all over my game the way you're pooping on that rule or whatever, you know. But that's where if you're a strong game master, you can go. We're not going to do that, and that's the end of it. It should be. Yeah. So anyway. 
But that's where, yeah, I mean, this is, but a lot of the old school games, that's why they were good. They didn't have to be this encyclopedia number of books. Here's this pamphlet with some great loose outline of rules and some really neat concepts run with it. And you were going to fill in a lot of blanks with your players. But I like so far at the table, we as a group have been able to come to a quorum and go, hey, you know what? I don't think that's quite right or that's kind of vague. How about we say it works like this? Does that seem fair? I have more eyes than nays. All right, carry on. The rule works like that now. As long as you're consistent. Right. But, but that's for a whole barbarians mm-hmm. in specifically in barbarians. Yeah. I like the brokenness. I mm-hmm. like the wild off the rails. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Yeah. And this is kind of broke where you can do certain things. You can abuse certain things because they haven't been written out in black and white. Mm-hmm. And it encourages that wild creativity. Oh, yeah. Well, no, and I'm definitely, and I'd, I'd like to think this, that I encourage thinking outside the box and playing outside the box. Dude, stop. <clears throat> Video anyway, podcast. Yeah, whatever. But when this guy's like, I'm going to do a triple back flip and put him in a vice grip, and I go, okay, roll the dice. I mean, no, because this, I try to keep back in mind, this is that Saturday morning over-the-top professional wrestling crazy gonzo even more than a certain other game that people talk about being gonzo this is dcc definitely super gonzo wild and i think that's great and i don't want to stop anybody's creativity but i'll say this people have said on dcc forums like well dcc is great for one-offs particularly funnels but you can't run a campaign with it think again i ran a campaign in it for about a year year and a half we had fun we had getting storylines and subplots and character connections and with npcs you can do it same principle though this game i would say probably lends itself better to one-offs or short-term whatever i'm trying to run a campaign in it but in hindsight i'll say as again maybe i knocked it maybe maybe not the best idea but i really like the game which is something that we talked about i said don't try and fit barbarians into a dcc shaped hole yeah and that's yeah absolutely if there's something else that you would rather be running a campaign in mm-hmm. run a campaign in that instead yeah. of having a hard feeling towards barbarians like right. this is too broke of course it's too broke. That's why yeah. we're playing it. And yeah. I like to say that I'm playing it to make up for all my, uh, especially when I run it, I'm doing it to make up for all my Osric sins. Like, yeah. oh my God, I've killed a million characters now, so now I need to let a million characters do some crazy broke bullshit. I'm not I'm not trying to kill their characters, but I have a hard time challenging their characters in Barbarians. <laughs> Which is hilarious because I did some Barbarians the other day and I basically had a TPK. Wow. Of course, because it's Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. they woke up, in the cell below the tower, mm-hmm. of course you do. You mm-hmm. know, you always get captured in these. Sure, you don't get, sure. it's not like they came around to Thundar or something and were like, we'll just cut this dude's head off now that he's asleep. Yeah. They always chain him up somewhere Somehow. and wait for him to snap yeah. those locks or get rescued. Well, if you remember the first few times I ran it, I would have y'all start like mid like at one point you're on the wing of the plane the plane's going down and you're like what because i was trying to like the cartoon where well, how do we get in this situation don't worry about it. you're in the situation you're on the plane wing going down what do you do you know so i tried to do some at least early on also i had been reading um commandy the last boy on earth and those don't let up mm-hmm. we're talking i'm not reading those like i literally have a palpitation just reading the comics because <laughs> I'm like it never it never lets up you know what I mean it's just he gets into one bad script there'll be one second where he's holding some little human girl's hand that he just rescued met and then boom her head's getting shaved off the explosion. you're like ah and they're right back into he's dodging from machine gun fire like we had a tender half second you know which that's kind of barbarians right there yeah yeah no totally and I and I that's great so I'm telling you check out barbarians it's a great game I think you'll enjoy it we both agree that obviously but I just want people to know that 
it's very old school. It's very free form. It's very rules light. And I, Mike, I don't think I love you, Mike. I love your games. I don't think he play tested a whole lot necessarily. Maybe, or maybe he just really was not at all concerned with, you know, balance and all that crap. And I say that's I, the point. And that's great. It, that might very well be. He even says in certain points, like, like we saw about spells and spellcasting, he kind of says, this is hot metal, disco, acid rock, you know, big heels, you know, pimp cane, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just woohoo, crazy time, you know, whatever. Which one know. of the broke things is why do you even need a spell book? Honestly, I kind of wonder from you know the way we're we're playing it. Yeah, when we finally played a sorcerer. Because if you want to cast a spell and it's a spell you know, mm-hmm. you roll under your intel to get mm-hmm. it off. Yeah. If you don't know the spell, if it's not in your spell book, then you roll with disadvantage. And you, and you try to roll under. Whoop de doo. I've yeah, got a seventeen. Yeah, when you have like a seventeen, eighteen, you're gonna make it regardless. And so the thing is you figure, oh well under I have no, every spell. Under normal circumstances, you fail something off of no, you just you just don't get to cast a spell that round. Ah, but then what if you're trying to cast a spell you don't know? Again, you just have a wasted round. That's it. That's it. You know. The only thing would be is if you're a twenty on the one instance, you can't cast for like a day, which really blows. I mean, you're shut out of the adventure for that day. On the other hand, if you roll a twenty, again, only a five percent chance. When you're trying to cast well, you don't know. You're shut out for one to three days. It still might just be one day. So it's like whoop de do, you know? I mean, so but what if the guy had a twelve intelligence? Then it becomes important again. It's like yeah. I'm not going to try that. Yeah, I'm not going to cast a bunch of spells. But honestly. Yeah, you have less of a chance of getting the spell off, but just because you have less of a chance, it doesn't heighten the penalty. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's still about a 20, which is a 5% chance whether you're the the dumb sorcerer or the intelligent sorcerer. It's where it's kind of like, and it's like you go, yeah, you don't want to, because I've not tried to put rules in to make this more constrained or lethal or, or harder. And if anything, I've added rules to make it more fun. Which if you do... Then once again, I'm like, why are you trying to pound this yeah. so it'll fit into the shape that you want? But I will say this. Part of the fun at our table is I give out a lot of Destiny coins because of little shenanigans we do. As as I understand it in the base rules, you get one at the beginning of the sessions and that's it. So that skews things. You'd be in a traditional Mike Evans game, you'd be able to, have to get a 20. You get to burn those coins to wave off those 20s. But we don't have a sorcerer either. But if we did, they could wave off a lot of those 20s with those coins. Because we're talking about like the broke characters, the uh-huh. one because it's like if you play a death priest, yeah, why? That's one that I, definitely I could see if someone wanted to play one, I would go here. Let's sit down and we're going to do some things to prop you up a little bit. Because you look at a sorcerer and a death priest, it's night and freaking day. And the sucks is the sorcerer's a better healer than the Much death priest better. is. Yeah, and I don't know if the like, death priest has anything to heal what, machines. I'm going to heal you, and it's like, oh, I failed. Well, I'll try again. Oh, I failed. Oh, I'll try again. Oh, I failed. Or it's like, oh, it worked and 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 it worked. Well, the death priest only has two castings anyway. He's like, I can. So even if it does work, now I can do one more thing. No, I think that's the deal. It guarantees work at least for his two castings. He had to roll, I don't think. But it basically just works. But the and I think it does two dice as opposed to one. But still, he only gets two of those. Maybe if he is a 50-50 chance to get, if he rests an hour, he has a 50-50 chance to maybe get a third casting for the day at first level. And which, kind of like you said, if it never lets up, 
you really don't get that hour of rest. Yeah. Whereas the sorcerer, I mean, now you are taking the chance every time you keep healing of busting out that 20. But then again, I know this is going to work at my table. It'd be like, I spent my destiny point. Oh, you wrote another 20. Here, have my destiny point. You know, so I mean, whoop-de-doo, you know. But I will say, I had thought about a fun rule to kind of amp up the excitement, which would be for like all the like the the melee cat classes like after the first round your crit hit goes up to like sort of one now it'd be one two third round one two three but on the other end now your crit fell in on 2019 so see it makes it a little more ooh la la you know as the game progresses the combats could get more exciting not to say it couldn't work for other dice rolls as well you know so anyway you could crit more often you could crit fail more often so but that's moot. I've been astonished. But it's it's funny. I, I I say some of my gamers are power gamers. But in this instance, no. No one's run out to play the Sorcerer. Even though when I first read it, I said, if I played, I'd be... Because I'm a little bit of a power gamer. I'm like, I'd play a Sorcerer. I could see the, the broken potential. Yeah, but how long would it stay fun? Eggs, there's that too. But I, I'm not talking about running a campaign in it. Right. I'm talking about mostly one-offs. One -offs. And that's where, yeah, probably if you're going to play first level every time, high-flying shenanigans, oh, yeah, no, I'm going to play a beast man or a barbarian. And I love how we've had one player go, brr, 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 the beast man's not as good as the barbarian, but pound per pound, and I've run this for a while at different levels. The beast mans, they shine. They're, they're a fun, fun. And the robots aren't bad. I'm liking them. So I'm, and as the scavenger's sexy as hell. But we had the same thing in DCC yeah. where it was like, this is broke. Okay, I won't do anything. Now that character's broke. Yeah. Okay, now they don't do anything. Now yeah. this character is broke. No, because we. I was going to say. if, if, if You we, just find different ways you, you that were characters getting long in the tooth, but shine. We saw some broken shenanigans in DCC. The only thing there that would chat me is, the people that were complaining about how broken it was were the ones that were usually abusing the brokenness. So I'm like going, no, wait a minute, that make any sense. It's like, well, if you're going to let me do it and it's going to be broken, this way, I'm going to abuse it. But, you know, this really is broken. It's like, well, yeah, but no one's breaking it but you hardly. Wink, wink. You know, so it's kind of funny. But anyway, I like DCC, but, yeah, there's aspects of it that with the – and it really comes down to the spell casting gets a little crazy. Which Barbarians is what – some people want DCC to be, I think, where it's like, wee, I'm just going to run through here and lick the floors and well, touch everything that's not know, bolted with down. With Barbarians, I like it to Me be too. the wild flying. That's the game that I'll go like, yeah, let's do that. Whereas yeah. with DCC, I'm like, no, this is deadly old school stuff. Sit yeah. down and be serious. Play yeah. a man's game. Yeah, I've seen where you've come to me going, man, I had fun running that game. But my players were just, wee, let's suicide. Let's just be retards because this is a one-off or something. And it's like. I know that's a no-no word. I, I apologize. But anyway, um, uh, uh, but yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, it's kind of like, why don't you go play Barbarians? It way better suited in the gonzo over the top. Let's, yeah, yeah, like you said, lick everything, eat everything. Let's do backflips over the exploding flame thing or whatever and, you know, use our, my head as a weapon, my forehead. I mean, you know, yeah, whatever. It's, yeah, better you, suited for that. If you want a bunch of character deaths, come play Osric. Yeah, 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 exactly. If you don't want any characters to ever die and you want to get through most everything relatively easy. Fifth edition. <laughs> well, I was going to say some barbarians. Yeah, that too. I yeah. mean, it's not saying you can't be challenged because oh, you yeah. can, but it yeah. also lends itself to the yes and style of GMing. Yeah. And that more, 
I'm going to let this flow because this is a wild and crazy. This is more of a for funsies than that, say first edition. Where I, it's like sit down and be serious. If all, if I've even at all said no in barbarians, it's more. It's like okay, roll against that stat or whatever. Or sometimes I've just said okay. You know what? That fits your class. It makes sense. It just happens. Why not? In fact, I was going to say there's a variant of black hack, which again, Barbarians is based off of, where in that variant, basically, if it's something your class should inherently be able to do, you do it. You don't even roll for it. Like, you know, I'm picking the lock. You're not under any real duress. Okay, you pick the lock. I'm the fighter. I want to lift this portaculus. You're really strong. You're the fighter. You lift the portaculus. I mean, you know, it's, or the heavy gate or boulder or whatever. That's that's your shtick. Given the time, you will do it. Yeah, because that always yeah. comes up. It's like I try to pick the lock and I fail. You choked out a now what? Or what? Yeah. Well, you didn't necessarily break your lock pick or anything. Yeah. So why couldn't you try again? And then you kind of have to get into that. Okay, at this point in time, it exceeds your skill. It's too yeah. much of a masterful lock for you. Right, right. It just gets but silly. if you've got infinite time, if there's not something yeah. chasing you down, why not? Even three point five, which I'm aligned, but has some really points I really enjoyed. They had where you could take ten if you were under duress, where you'd be like, you know what, I don't want to choke out a really bad roll and possibly break a pick. I'm going to take 10, and with my skill, let's see if that gets the lock. Oh, it does pick the lock? Good deal. If you try to take 10, it still doesn't work. You're like, oh, this is a master boo-la-la lock. Let me roll and hope to get that high roll before I break the pick or whatever. But I liked you could take 10. It's kind of a similar principle. But anyway, we're looking forward to running some um, Barbarians, hopefully in uh, in Tyler, here in Longview, uh, maybe you know over in uh, Texarkana, maybe Shreveport Bossier. So we're looking forward to running some games in different places. And I'd love to run some Black Hack if people are interested. I think we know we got I think they will be. Yeah. And that's something that I was kind of talking about I wanting to do is running more systems for people to just yeah. kind of go, have you ever wanted to kick the tires on Savage Worlds? Yeah. It's pretty cool. It I'll is. show you how it works and, you know, run you through that first initial game. And you can go, this is for me. I'm going to go buy the book. Or it's not for me. Well, you remember Brack wanted to run us on uh, uh, Savage Worlds... Uh, Riffs and it just the plants never did align, yeah. but I was really interested in that. I was excited about trying that out, and definitely now that I know Savage Worlds better, I would totally be up for that. But I don't know if that if that's is something he's still doing, but I think he's going to be at your table hopefully Sunday, so that'll be cool. Tell him I said hey, that whole gang. Um, wish I could be there, but anyway, yeah, this goes back to our eternal conversation of. Do you need a million different systems or do you need a different million different house rules? Are you going to try and convert one system into the system that you really need to? And I guess trying out more systems to find that one that fits you perfectly. And I'll say even this, I steal with both hands. I'll like one time Cody was like, Hey, uh, what makes 13 age good? And I said, this, this, and this, he goes, so I should go buy it. Nope. I said, take those three rules that are really sexy. You could easily plug those into fifth edition, which you already know and keep on running. They're great, neat little niche concepts that kind of sets it apart, but they're not so ingrained to the game that like you couldn't just lift those rules out. So by all means, like I really love that one rule from that game, but I don't necessarily like the rest of the game. Then lift that one rule out unless it's absolutely baked into the game to where you have to use those rules for that concept. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So anyway, Anyway, you don't, ha you know. But if you want to make Barbarians a serious, grim, gritty game, there's do, just do Black Hat. There's a lot of one great post-APOC games you could play, yeah. That but are, if you want to have a wild and crazy time, and like I said, most of DCC players, I think this is what they're thinking about. Yeah. This is the game that they should probably be playing. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And I love that we've had some of the, I love that the people that come to the cons to, to hang out with us, 
didn't go, what is this? You know, they tried it and I could tell they liked it, you know. I've always said everybody I've run this for is like, where can I get the book? Yeah. So that's why we're trying to <laughs> buy a bunch of them in stock shelves. Why we went and bought the books so and now they can get it. It's just a shame there's this disconnect between this one at person X and person Y, but guess what? We got the books for y'all. Yep. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So Barbarian's great game. Play it. Have fun with it. But yeah, don't I guess try to make it something it's not. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it with all of its uh, warts. warts and all. Yeah. So there, yeah. there's something we love. We're not hating at the end. What? But we'll hate some more stuff for you next time. We'll be glad to. Let us know what you want us to hate on, and we will. We're haters. We'll hate on it. If you want to torture us with some books, TV, or movies, oh. send them out there. We'll watch them. Think of Chappelle. And cry. Hate, 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 hate. Remember? That's us. <laughs> the Player Haters Club. That's right. The Hater Players. Got to go home and put some more water in your mouth. <laughs> dish. <laughs> All right, I can tell by the clock on the wall. We're all out of jokes, and we're all out of hit points. Thanks for showing up as usual, gang. Appreciate y'all. Uh.